border crossings blocked. They need to resolve this. They need to get the blockade released. Olympic doping. Russia's top figure skater tests positive. Targeting high-tech stalking. It scares me to death. I mean, I really feel helpless. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. It's a logjam at major border crossings between the U.S. and Canada, and the Biden administration is stepping up the pressure to try to end a growing protest that threatens the economies of both countries. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. This morning marks the fifth day of the nation's most lucrative trade route remaining closed as Canadian protesters blockade the Ambassador Bridge. It's forcing truckers to drive to a different, smaller border crossing about two hours outside of Detroit. Bruce Heyman is the former U.S. ambassador to Canada. This moves from a legitimate protest over a vaccine mandate to now putting the economy and lives at risk. Brian Hitchcock owns a trucking company outside Lansing. He's parked trailers that would normally make daily runs between Detroit and Canada. It's 40 percent of his business, which he says was already struggling in part due to vaccine mandates. We were having a shortage of drivers that were vaccinated, so we were falling behind every week. So this just magnified it. The Department of Homeland Security is now surging staff to their incident command post in Los Angeles following a warning about a possible trucker protest during Super Bowl Sunday. The House panel investigating the Capitol attack has interviewed nearly 500 witnesses and has collected 60,000 documents. But there are concerns about those who aren't cooperating and reports of missing White House phone logs on the day of the attack. Two members of the committee tell CBS News they'll meet today to talk about the witnesses that have defied the subpoenas, including Trump lawyer and former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. They also expect to discuss the flow of documents from the Trump White House. The committee chairman told us they met with two Trump communications aides this week with more depositions scheduled, but still no firm date on public hearings. Scott McFarland. CBS News, Washington. And CBS's Jeff Pegues reports a National Archives referral to the Justice Department includes the possibility that some of the documents found at Mr. Trump's Florida resort may have been classified information. And a new book claims administration staffers found Mr. Trump's White House toilet clogged with documents. He calls that categorically false. There's word this morning that billions in frozen Afghanistan assets will soon be freed up. CBS's Cammie McCormick. President Biden will sign an executive order allowing 9-11 victims to access some of the frozen funds. Some of the money would go to humanitarian relief in Afghanistan and other basic needs there. Afghanistan has over $7 billion in reserves held in the U.S., much of it from international assistance over the past two decades. President Biden indicates he's doing a deep dive on about four candidates for the Supreme Court opening. He met yesterday with the Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee, including Chairman Dick Durbin. We shared with him some of our recommendations. Mainly the message was, we trust your judgment, Joe Biden, when it comes to choosing the right person. Mr. Biden has made it clear he wants to nominate a black woman and intends to have a choice by the end of the month. Well, now to Beijing, CBS's Steve Futterman tells us an apparent doping case has stolen the spotlight at the Winter Games. She tested positive for a banned substance in December, but it only came to light this week. Now the question is, should Russia's superstar 15-year-old Kamila Valieva be allowed to compete next week, where she is the overwhelming favorite to win the women's figure skating gold? The IOC wants her out. The Russians say she should be allowed to compete while the investigation goes on. Olympic historian David Wolachinsky. The Russians will no doubt argue whatever drug she took, it wasn't her fault. She's 15 years old. The final decision will be made by the Court of Arbitration for Sport. 
There was more Olympic action today and a very moving moment in the snowboard halfpipe competition. Sean White, the flying tomato in his Olympic farewell, finished fourth, barely missing a bronze medal. Afterwards on NBC, he was emotional. I just want to thank everybody for watching. That's okay. And in her third event here, the Super G, Michaela Schifrin, finished in ninth place. Steve Futterman, CBS News at the Winter Olympics in Beijing. There's been final congressional approval of a bill that guarantees people who experience sexual harassment at work recourse in the courtroom. It ends employment contracts that force people to settle matters through arbitration, which can benefit employers and keep settlements secret. President Biden's expected to sign it. Former Fox News anchor Gretchen Carlson's been a lobbying force on this for years. Now the bad actors will know that women's voices will be heard when they speak up about what's really happening at work. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti has returned to Kentucky, a state that was hit hard by tornadoes in December, to check on the recovery. FEMA and the Army Corps of Engineers invited us to see the many hurdles ahead. So what we've got here is one of our self-loading trucks. George Mingus directs debris removal. How much are we talking about? Somewhere in the neighborhood of about 2 million cubic yards of debris across the entire county. That's on scale with the cleanup after 9-11. Meanwhile, FEMA is still reaching out to those like Kevin Reed who are living in damaged homes. By the time it gets back to where it was, I'm probably not going to be around. FEMA says cleanup will last until at least March. Rebuilding along America's tornado interstate won't just take years, but likely generations. Apple says it will make improvements to its AirTag devices to make it harder for people to use them to track others without them knowing. They're designed to keep tabs on things like keys and phones, but on social media, some have complained about being stalked. This Atlanta woman got an iPhone warning that a device was following her and she couldn't find it. You can do everything in your power to protect yourself, but the fact that someone with bad intentions can track you and there's nothing you can do about it is really scary and really frustrating. Apple says later this year, users will get alerts to help locate unknown tags. For the second straight year, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is the National Football League's most valuable player. I'd like to thank the Green Bay Packers, Mark, Ryan, Russ, our incredible fan base. It's been uh, an amazing 17 years. Awards handed out on ABC. It's his fourth MVP. He's just the fifth player to win them back-to-back. A key day looms in the baseball lockout that threatens to upend the upcoming season. Commissioner Rob Manfred says he's an optimist. You're always one breakthrough away from making an agreement. He's hoping that breakthrough comes during the next planned negotiating session on Saturday. Speaking after the owners' meetings here, Manfred says his goal is to reach an agreement that has teams playing out a full schedule. Pitchers and catchers are due to start reporting next week. Opening day is supposed to be March 31st. Saturday's meeting will only be the fifth since the lockout began in December. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. Trouble for a symbol of Australia, the koala. They've been officially declared endangered in the eastern part of the country now. Their numbers have plunged over the past two decades due to drought, destructive fires, predators, and disease. And that's the CBS World News Roundup, produced by Paul Ferry. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News.